If I am, please let me know. But I would assume if you're tuning to Off the Record, you want to hear this intimate music behind the scenes, behind the veil of this industry intimation. Three Hundred Entertainment was bought for about four hundred million by Warner Music Group. Warner Music Group owns Atlantic Records. Owns Asylum Records. Okay, you get my drift. Basically, they took a company, and by the way, it was all it was all like you know it, it was kind of written stone already because Kevin Love, or actually Lear um, um, Cohen, who now runs YouTube, right? He, he runs YouTube Music. He used to be a bigwig at Def Jam, right? He used to be a bigwig at Def Jam. Then he leaves the major label conglomerate to claim that he's going to make a startup and invest in independent labels. Remember, like, there was a time everybody was trying to go independent. You know why? Because every rapper was trying to lie to you and tell you they were independent. Kodak isn't Kodak. Ain't Project Baby. Ain't Yak. Ain't a guy who gave us multiple numerous classics. The guy who has been copied and imitated by so many in the industry. We're just acting like he's just some guy who just... Whatever. It's on a wait and see formula. And by the way, I, you know, for the people who do watch Off the Record, I hope you watch to gain some musical knowledge and also teachings about what happens behind the scenes. Because Kodak Black, his EP wasn't supported by his label. These Lucy songs weren't supported by his label. Super Gremlin, which by the way now is doing really good, everybody's calling it a hit. They just got on to supporting that um, um, as a label. You know why? Because labels don't want to put your album out thinking your album's going to get you hot. Atlantic pretty much looked at Kodak when he got out and said, I'm going to drop your album, but bro, you got to kind of get hot. And that's usually a keyword and a code word for, dog, we're not about to put out and put money behind your music and pitch it to all these DSPs or whatever the case is that needs to be done to get an artist in the system and working until you show us the fans that got your back. So Kodak dropped the EP without his label support. Minimal support. Okay, they see Dirty K popping off, they're going to fucking jump on it and be like, oh, okay, we like the song. Are they supporting the whole tape? No. Okay, they're only supporting what they see already has some type of buzz. This is the shittiest place for any artist to be in. It's the shittiest place because the label is looking at the artist and they're saying, you give us a reason to spend the money we're going to charge you on you. That we're going to eventually recoup because if you spend it, you owe us. But before we decide to spend it, you got to give us a reason that if we spend it, we know we're going to recoup. So, they're not trying to work Kodak's project, at least right now. They want a complete album, like, turned into them, and then they're going to do the label stuff. These days, the label, you know what I mean, is nothing but a bank, and someone with, like, pretty much a Rolodex of, like, quote-unquote contacts that they've leveraged through the, the business of music. How do they got contacts and leverage with Spotify? Well, hey, part of it is that most of the music on Spotify is owned by the major labels. So they leverage that into positions of saying, hey, our future music 
we want influence. And even if you look at whether it's SoundCloud or other places, they usually negotiate sometimes ownership of these GSP platforms. We control the content, you control the, the IP of whatever you're putting out, the platforms that are putting out what you own, they're dependent on you. And despite what you hear people talk about independence, 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 trust and believe that 90% of the music business, at least by revenue, is still in the major label hands. Okay? Which means 90% of the money that comes into music has to filter through one of the three major labels. Universal, Sony, or Warner. By the way, through to Warner, they own Atlantic. They just bought 300 Entertainment, which was an independent record label, founded by Lyric Cohen, Kevin Lyles, and I believe Tom Moskowitz, who later left to create um, Alamo, which now, you know what I mean, like pretty much, it's a big list. You know what I mean? I can really get more in depth into it. And, you know, there's a bunch of them. You know, your uh, Empire has been around. Um, CMG, Cinematic Music Group, kind of been around. And they were kind of like independent because it was attractive to get artists to sign to them because they're claiming independence. But in reality, they had mainstream major label relationships. They just allowed the artists to keep more, but they would do less. And essentially, that was a popular thing like a couple years ago. These days, like, nobody even really cares anymore about that because what independence has become is so confusing you can't tell who's independent from not being independent. Not to bring up some, something that um, recently just happened, but, and, and God rest the dead when it comes to young Dolph, it goes back to even what Soulja Boy was saying. There's levels to independence, you know, right? So, young Dolph was saying PRE, Paper Route uh, uh, Empire, was independent, yet Paper Route was a, uh, it wasn't a subsidiary, but it had a joint venture with Empire, which Empire has a lot of reach in the industry. Major label reach, not really, but it's not the same as in the, the same independence level as someone who's just putting out music via tune tour, or I don't know what Soulja Boy's situation is, but it's nothing as major as that. I guess think Soulja Boy do one-offs. He does like these, he, he works for Empire too at, at times, but it'll be these one-off single deals. Do you, you get what I mean? And I hope you guys understand this to some degree. So, became the new wave. 